Welcome to Carousel Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 342. Yeah. An update episode. Yeah. We love our update episodes. Uh, our update episodes, for those of you who may be new to Carousel Podcast, uh, is our opportunity to kind of share what's going on in our life uh, personally as resellers. Uh, what's going on in the reselling world at large gives some sweet spicy bolos so things that you should be looking out for that sell for a lot of money on ebay amazon facebook marketplace any marketplace that you can be selling things uh, and then kind of look forward into the next couple of weeks of reselling so uh yeah so today we're going to be catching up and kind of going over some things so uh how's it going orlando it's going well it i i didn't think i would be able to say that a few months back it seemed kind of like the end of not the end of reselling for me but the end of a good era and I can't say that things are extravagant or things are going really well, but at least they're going. At least the things are moving. And I've been saying this and I've been saying this for a long time that right now it's going to be all about making it happen, whatever it takes, whether it mean it means doing, you know, huge coupons, whether it means doing huge sales, whether it means taking a ton of offers. Uh, you know, it could also mean finding other avenues to sell things. And so for, for me, it's been really great in the sense that I, it's really challenged me to become a better reseller. I think I, I'm, I'm a big believer if, if Mike and I can pull through this terrible economic time. Now, I'm hoping this doesn't go on like stagflation for seven years. I'm hoping that, you know, maybe in a year or two, maybe with the next election, things will change. But. Right now, if if Mike and I can be successful, I definitely appreciate the fact that we'll be able to bring a lot more to the table as far as to our businesses, as far as to even people that come and listen. Right. Because right now we're, we're kind of going blind through this. Right. We've gotten a lot of great advice from Craigslist Hunter, Amazing Taste Store, a lot of people that went through OA. But this is this is different. Hmm. Right. And so right now I've had to switch up a, a lot of things and. And sales did surge when I hit that 50% off sale, sales skyrocketed. And now it's kind of calmed down a little bit. I think maybe it's because all the hot items that people have been waiting to go down in price, they were able to get for $500 instead of $800 or $1,000, right? So I think I had a lot of big sales that were pushing my numbers up. And now I still have big items in my store, but not as much anymore. I think all the really nice items outside of that Nintendo shirt that I don't think I'll ever sell because I have it up there for a crazy amount, uh, ha has sold. And so things have come down. Now, here's the other interesting thing is I think there's something up with the international program. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm not very big on conspiracy theories or that sales are slow because of glitches. But I think I do think there's something going on. I had watched a ton of YouTube uh, videos in the last two weeks. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out what's going on where people have talked about how their sales really dipped like crazy. And what they found out is some people started making phone calls and, you know, some representative at some point was able to give some information that eBay is having a tough time transitioning from global shipping to international shipping. And so if you don't know what we're talking about, eBay for a long time had two major programs for international sales is either eBay global shipping program and where you basically, you know, you sold something, you sent it to Kentucky. And then after that, you don't have to worry about. And then they had eBay standard international delivery where it was kind of the same idea, except it was in more locations. And now they have eBay international delivery, which is still the same idea, 
but they made it different where they kept costs low and you can ship to multiple hubs and so on. And I used to get a lot of huge sales via global shipping program or the other one, the eBay standard international delivery. And now I get maybe a handful of my sales. It's not very much. And usually they're not like big dollar items, mm. right? And maybe they're not big dollar items because it's it's cheaper now, yeah. right? Where back in the day, like somebody, if they wanted to get something global shipping, they had they had to spend big to make it worth their while. Right. Where now, you know, they buy a $20 hoodie. It's not as expensive to ship to them. And so maybe they're willing to make yeah. that buy. Which could be a beneficial thing in some ways because you're, even though it was nice to say like, hey, my big items could go, GSP, I wouldn't have to worry about it. Um, but with this new program, you're kind of opening up to a larger marketplace of people. It, it, your items are more accessible to a wider range of people because it's actually affordable for them to pay for shipping. But then, yeah, you're not getting that like, sweet, my $800 thing just sold uh, through GSP. But yeah, you're getting $20, $30 sales international. So but that's been kind of rough because I really depend on those international sales. So I'm hoping I'm off. I'm hoping I'm just providing anecdotal evidence and it's not real <laughs> that there's a problem. Uh, and again, the economy is slow. And that's the one thing that a lot of people don't want to talk about that, you know, it could be just people don't want certain things. I'm not sure. I will say my sales are the same as they were this time last year. Like sales are consistent. So I can't complain about that. But I've had to sell a lot more items. I've had to do a lot more sales, take a lot more offers now. The other thing that finally, finally happened was it was a great garage sale morning. Mm. Now, you you were busy traveling, so you'll share with us a little bit. But and so you're going to kind of wish you were here. It was. Yeah, I always get a little envious when uh, people have good, good days out garage selling, because uh, especially if I, I didn't go out, if I went out and it's like, oh, I just went to the wrong places. But if it's like a day that I stayed home or I had like a family event and somebody else is like crushing it, it's like, oh, no. So this one was beautiful for multiple reasons. <laughs> First of all, there was a community sale, but the community sale was about like 15 minutes from where we live. So we didn't have to like usually around here because we're out in like the country. We have to drive about like 45 minutes to get to a really good community sale. This one was nearby. On top of that, the organizers put everything on Google Maps. They already dropped everything on Google Maps. Mm. So all you had to do is go to their Google Maps, share it to your account. And you could just, you didn't even have to do the work of like figuring out direction. You just went place to place to place to place. And there was so much, it was about uh, 48 and all 48 were legitimate garage sales. It wasn't like, sometimes you get those where it's a garage sale, but you drive by and it's somebody just has cheap furniture outside and it says free. Yeah. It's like, this isn't a garage sale. Now it was hilarious because I had run into people that listened to the show Again, so so Chris and uh, Matt, I talked about Matt on the podcast. I tried to give him back the dollar I owed him. I saw him and he, he refused to take it. Good guy. Uh, but here, here's what's crazy. Uh, first stop, you know, I, I came across all these bobbleheads and I've brought up bobbleheads as far as a bolo before. And, and it's because other listeners had brought it in. And these were Fernando Tatis, uh, who plays for the Padres. He got suspended. Uh, for over a year because of of taking, uh, I think, like steroids or something like that. Well, this was the perfect time to buy him because he wasn't off suspension yet. But I knew that in like two or three days, he would be off suspension. And bobbleheads are kind of like trading cards, like sports cards. Like if a, if an athlete is doing well, the value of the card goes up. Well, same thing with bobbleheads. The value goes up. 
And so this guy was just like, he wanted to get rid of them. He, he was like, I'll give them to you for 50%. And remember, you always stay quiet, right? You don't say anything. And, and he kept trying to look through all of them on eBay. And eventually I stayed quiet long enough. And I was like, I'll just give you 125 for all of it. And he's like, all right, we'll do it. And one of them, I'm just going to, I'm going to be able to sell for 200. So it's kind of like hustle the week. Now, I don't know, man, if you're listening, I appreciate this. You had mentioned last time I owe that dude breakfast. Now I really own breakfast. So I'm at this garage sale and, you know, we're talking. He's showing me all the stuff he picked up. He's like, hey, by the way, you should check out the toners that they have at this garage sale. So he left them behind. I go over and there's about 40 to 50 toners there. And then there's another like big toners, like about four or five of them. Mm. And I ask how much. And so for the big toners, they're like, four dollars it's like four dollars like these sell for like a hundred a piece and i was like all right and then how about for these small ones she's like oh i want eight dollars for those and there's about like 20 of them and automatically within a day i sold one of them for 30 bucks right so i spent 12 dollars i think it's gonna be over a thousand dollars in toner sales wow. Right. And so and they're not expired. They're not like chips that aren't going to work on. No, no, no. Because I've had that before. I've sold toner and then someone gets it and they're like, this is, you know, whatever. Great. So if you now put it on to happen, <laughs> if you put it on there that it's expired, it's fine. We talked about that with Craigslist Hunter when we did our interview. You know, if you if you can sell expired toner and ink as long as you you. But sometimes that. toners don't say if they're expired. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've, I've ran into that, too. And that's the hard one. Now, did you have people return ones that weren't expired? Um, I, I feel like I had one where I gave like a partial refund because the person was like, this is something other once they had opened it. I, I can't remember this story because it was like okay. year one of reselling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was something that came up. Maybe somebody who's listened, like binge all the recent podcasts might be like, oh yeah, this is what happened. But I don't quite remember what it was, but I remember there was something with, with Toner for sure. Okay. But hopefully that's not your case with yours. I'm sure well, yours is fine. I'm sure it's fine. it's fine. Well, here's a funny thing. The, the company, I shouldn't, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say, but anyway, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say just because I wish I could just don't. It sounds like you probably shouldn't. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. Okay. And it's not anything shady, by the way, it's just not shady. So, but, uh, then I'm thinking like, wow, I've already scored. Then I go to another garage sale and he, here's the thing. You ever go to those garage sales, Mike, where you know that there's money in this garage sale. Like you see the items, you're automatically going, I need to sit here for a little while. Like we talk about, like, you got to be quick. Mm-hmm. This one, I was like, I'm going to sit here, right? Because what I did is initially I show up and there's a backpack that says the six cents and a mouse pad. So it's kind of like all this memorabilia mm. from tied into movies. And then I see this uh, home improvement poster. Ooh. Yeah. And, it, and it's a pretty sweet poster. I'm like, what? And then the guy has like a collection of Regis and Kathy Lee stuff, which isn't very valuable, but he has like. 50 polos a towel sunglasses like all this stuff that's real fandom right there right well okay so i'm thinking either a this guy is a collector or b involved in tv and movies right right? so you know i i put a i put a pile together and and i bought a ti84 calculator for two bucks i bought uh, a bunch of basically everything i bought i paid 15 dollars for so I'm like, okay, this is a score. So I asked him, I said, hey, do you work in TV or movies? Like, where is this all coming from? And he's like, oh, yeah, I used to work for uh, for Disney for a decade or something. Hmm. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. So I'm like, hey, can I give you my business card? He's like, yeah. He's like, I got a ton of Disney stuff. 
like I'll just text you some pictures and and you know we can land on things and so it was a great opportunity it was a great score all the stuff I picked up I mean I paid fifteen dollars I'm gonna make at least twenty x of that from all the stuff I picked up at least but now I have a connection so I dropped off a business card with that guy I dropped off a business card with the bobblehead guy and so that's the one thing I want to encourage all of you like whenever you have some great scores. Always be living, living, always be leaving. There's my Latino accent coming in. Always be leaving your business card because uh, you never know. Like right now, I'm kicking myself because the person I bought all the toner from should have left my business card. Mm. Why did I leave my business card? Now, I do know where they live. So maybe don't be that guy. Orlando. <laughs> don't be that guy. <laughs> you already had a po- an episode like that where you mentioned like you went and you knocked on someone's door and you're like, hey, I bought stuff from you before. Like, but it worked out. Oh, geez. It worked out. So, you know, it, it, it was funny. It was funny because I ran into this other couple and they had all these board games and they're like, and I asked them, I said, hey, so do you do you know how much you want for these? They're like, well, I looked this up on eBay. And, you know, then you have this conversation. Yeah. Well, is that what it's sold for? Or that's what it's selling for. And and I said, and he said, no, that, that's what it sold for. I'm like, oh, so, you know, so I, so I asked him, I said, so why are you selling things at a garage? So like, I just don't want to deal with it. I want to move stuff. Uh, and then I went to another garage sale where somebody was using Goodwill as their comps. Like Goodwill online? <laughs> I don't know. I said, so they had these jerseys. Now I did buy a John Cena jersey. You know, he can't see me. Jersey for 20 bucks. Okay. But, uh. Uh, and I, I'm not a fan of John Cena, but um, had all these jerseys. So I had all these jerseys. And I said, how much do you want for these jerseys? And they said, oh, I want 40 bucks a piece, like 40 bucks a piece. Wow. OK. And so then I started parting out, which you shouldn't part out. You usually should bundle. And then I said, how much for this jersey? And they're like, oh, 20 bucks. How about for this jersey? 20 bucks. How about for this jersey? 20 bucks. That's weird. That was weird. <laughs> And then, and then eventually we can land. So I just bought the John Cena. But I said, so where do you come up with your prices? You probably should sell this stuff on eBay. She's like, no, I, I base it. like, you can find these at Goodwill. I'm like, really? You can just go to any Goodwill? You can, I got a little feisty. Yeah. I'm like, you can go to any Goodwill and just find these items? She's like, no, you got a point. But this is how much it would cost at Goodwill now. I mean, that's, I understand. I guess I understand that concept of like, hey, garage sale prices people don't know necessarily that thrift store prices have shot up as much as they have compared to what it used to be. It used to, I almost feel it'd be somewhat comparable. Like you could buy a pair of shoes for a couple of bucks at a, at a thrift store, you know, a couple of bucks at a garage sale. It seemed pretty comparable. Now it's like you go into a garage or a thrift store and it's like, they want 20, 30 bucks for like just a random pair of, you know, Walmart. Shoes yeah. Sometimes. So a few people I ran into would say, well, you can't get any cheaper at Goodwill. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Goodwill now destroying garage sales. Don't do it, Goodwill. Don't. Well, it's too late already. So anyways, yeah, things are great. Great garage sale. You know, spend about 200 bucks. Probably going to make, I think, close to 1500. Definitely happy. I'm hoping that that'll be the case next few Saturdays. Yeah. All right. What about you? What's going on? Um, man, so yeah, loaded question, loaded question. So thank you. Um, I can't thank our listeners enough just for like the, the years of like listening to my story. I've had a lot of people like on our discord talk about like that, my story that I've gone through, even as being like an educator and like doing this part time and, um, the fifth wheel. Yeah. The fifth wheel, all those things, like a lot of people for various things have been like, Hey, you know, we've done something similar that's similar to, so it's kind of encouraging to know, like we're not the only ones, but I think the average person and maybe just resellers in general, like the, 
the average person here is what we do. And it's kind of like bizarro, <laughs> but like my life has been really weird. My, my wife and I made a lot of sacrifices over the last several years. Um, we both were working full time. I, I was a teacher. She worked at like corporate America and money was fine. Things were fine. And we've kind of readjusted our life structure in order to have her be able to stay home. Reselling really helped with that. Um, but what's kind of interesting is when we originally moved into the fifth wheel, um, our goal was being the fifth wheel for five years or so, so that we could save up enough money to eventually leave the state. We knew we were kind of being priced out of California, at least to live the lifestyle we wanted to live. And, you know, we had already just had our first kid and we were having our second kid. And um, so it was kind of like, okay, our path looks different than a lot of people. Um, and so eventually we're going to move. And, you know, it was weird when I when we first did it and we were kind of talking, we were running numbers. I'm a numbers guy and we like to, I like to look at numbers and pros and cons and like do all the math and budgets. And we've talked about that with different books that we've talked about in our level up reviews and being a numbers guy, my wife and I, when we were first were like, can you stay home? And it was like looking through like, okay, what's everything going to cost? Like you're on your insurance right now. You're going to have to shift over to my insurance. Okay. What's that going to cost to move you there? Okay. It's going to be like an extra $900 a month. Okay. Gosh, okay. So you add that to the, to your, your budget and all the different things. And everything was like tight. And it was like, okay, we're going to need eBay to make X amount every month mm -hmm. in order for you to stay home. And so we had this like goal. And so for a few months, I remember that we were, I mean, we were pushing really hard in order to make it and we were doing it. And then I got a different job, a different teaching job, which paid significantly more free insurance. And so all of a sudden what was like, we needed X amount from eBay was like, we actually don't need anything from eBay. <laughs> like we, we, we could make it without eBay now. Um, and, and still be fine. I mean, of course we're living in a trailer and, and all of that. And right now, you know, like 2020 happened and so we weren't having to pay student loans and all of those things really helped. So we were kind of like, because money was easier for us, things were, were pretty easy. The des like, desire is not the right word. The need to really push it in resale wasn't quite there. Mm -hmm. So it was like reselling really did just become like something to do on the side to make some extra money so we could do trips, so we could do this. And I know a lot of our listeners are there. That's what reselling is for you. Um, but there's definitely a difference. And you know this in your own in your own life when it's like, I need X amount in order to make mm -hmm. it to the next month. And that little bit of fire underneath you really can push you to do uh, crazy things. It can really make you can do it like we've talked about that even with like the the amount of time you spend. I think it was a four hour work week where like if you tell yourself like, hey, I've got two weeks to do this. It's going to take two weeks to do it. Mm -hmm. If you tell yourself like I've got to finish this before I go to bed tonight. A lot of times that kind of time pressure can force you to do it and you get it done. And it's like not hanging over your head and reselling and needing to make a certain amount of money can kind of be that same thing. And so now that we're moving and there's tons of benefits for us moving, but um, I was able to secure employment in, in Texas where we're moving to pretty um, quick too. Yeah, pretty quick. And so for those of you who don't know, um, I, I don't think I've said where exactly. And I was like, I don't think I need to keep it hidden, but we're moving to central Texas to Waco. Um, and so we're really excited about it. Um, but, I'm going to be taking a pretty significant pay cut at the school I'm going to be moving to. And I think the insurance is going to be significantly more than, I mean, I'm paying nothing now. It's free for my whole family. It's crazy good insurance. And I'm going to have to be paying like almost a thousand dollars a month in insurance now. Wow. So it's like, okay, now, now reselling has to pick up. It has to. Now there's like, now it's a requirement. What was like, this was nice. Now it's like, okay, this is something I have to, I have to, I have to go into overdrive. Like mm -hmm. we're going to need to now I've saved up enough where I've got a good buffer in the bank where 
worst case scenario, things are going terribly, we can survive for a while and use that to kind of keep us going. Um, you know, several months worth of savings, like the Dave Ramsey method. However, you don't want to tap into that. You don't want to, you don't want to drain your savings account. So what I kind of was like reflecting is the nice thing about reselling is it's, it's a lifelong skill. Now you do need to kind of keep things going. You need to learn the new trends and learn that stuff, but it's something that you can kind of turn on and off as needed. And you can say like, hey, I can really slow down. I can slow down my sourcing. I can maybe not list as much. I don't have to run as hard of sales, all of those things. But then you get to a point where you're like, I need extra money. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that where, hey, something happened. I'm going to need extra money to fix my car, do this. And it's just nice to know you've got this thing you can pull from where you can say, oh, well, I've got this skill that I can monetize in a relatively short amount of time. I've already got enough inventory. I already kind of know what I'm doing with a little bit of extra work, I know I can make more than minimum wage, right? Like I don't have to worry about, hey, maybe I can go get a, a nighttime yeah. job working at, you know, fast food or something in Valley. order. Yeah, exactly. So now I know, okay, I can, as much as it's like, ah, oh, it's a bummer that things are going to be tighter potentially for a couple of years while kind of getting established. But at the same time, I reselling has opened up that door. Whereas if it wasn't for reselling, one, my wife would have never stayed home in the first place. We probably wouldn't have had a second and third child. And then now it's like, hey, because of reselling, we can move. I can be okay with taking a, a, a cut in my pay. I can be okay with those things. And a lot of people do that when they go from part-time to full-time anyways. Mm -hmm. They're at a place where it's like, hey, I'm now going to have to pay my own insurance. I'm going to have to pay my own self-employment tax. I'm going to have to do all these things. But I've learned a skill that's going to allow me to do that. Yeah. And, and, and you can make that shift. And so this shift that I'm making, even though it's kind of a unique situation in some ways, it's actually not really that different than a lot of people who start part-time reselling. They kind of take it more seriously and then they make that shift at some point to full-time. So it, it's just kind of cool reflecting on what reselling has done with that. And the other thing is, um, you know, I've been reselling out of when I first, when you first like came over to the house that I had, um, when I first started reselling, I had like a one car garage and I pretty much turned it into the reselling. We talked about like it started off as a corner, yeah. a tote and a corner. And then when I put in some, you know, I turned the whole thing into a reselling room. And then that was so long ago, it was so long ago, so long. And ago. then since then, pretty hey, real much. Quick, do you remember when I showed up right after your son was born? Yeah. Yep. And I showed you my trunk of all my retail arbitrage yeah. stuff. Like yep. that's how long ago that, that was. That was a long time ago. Wow. Yep. yep. Sorry, Over five years. Minutes in here. So um, since then, though. I haven't been able to really resell out of my house. It's been, I was reselling at an office and my father-in-law had, and I kind of rented a room out of it. Uh, and then that was where we were doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up moving everything to a shed, but the shed was pretty far on the property. So it was kind of hard to like get to at times. And then now like I still have some stuff in that shed and some stuff out on my patio kind of covered. And then I got a bunch of stuff in totes in like a room. And then, so it's like my inventory is like spread out into like three different places. And so part of me is like, it's going to be so great to have everything central location. But we bought our house sight unseen. Like we we had our realtor kind of walk us through. And I knew there was a shed in the backyard. I didn't know exactly what the size was. I was kind of trying to estimate based off of, you know, aerial shots and things like that. And it turns out it's a little bit smaller than I thought it was going to be. I was hoping it would be like a 10 by 12 like what I have. Uh, and I, I think it's like an 8 by 10 maybe. So it's quite a bit it's less square footage. So I'm still going to have to end up using probably part of my garage. Um, I've got a trailer still that I'm going to put certain things in. And so it's still not going to be the ideal situation. And at some point, I'm going to probably build a bigger shed on the property as reselling kind of like, okay, how am I making the number I need in reselling? Now am I making extra on top of that? Okay, now that justifies building a bigger shed where I can kind of just put everything in one central location. Um, but, you know, it, it, it 
even still, like I've been through enough of these steps where it's like, everything's kind of weird. Things are in different places. I've been able to survive through that. So even the shed we have right now, it was like almost $4,000 we paid for that shed. Mm -hmm. And we paid for over a year on it, like a little over $300 a month. We were paying every month to pay the shed off. And it was still cheaper than a, than a storage, storage unit. Yeah. Right? So now it's like, okay, I could do that again and say, all right, well, I'm going to build a bigger shed. I'm making more than $300 a month extra than what I need from eBay. And so that money is going to go to a bigger shed. And then after that year and it's paid off, now you've got something that's worth it. So I've just been really big recently on like taking the steps, doing it slowly enough where I'm not killing myself and making wise decisions, but just knowing that like what reselling looks like today and what your life looks like today isn't necessarily where it's going to be a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. But if you're making the right steps, you're always going to be improving. So wherever you're at today, you can kind of look at to say like, okay, sacrifices I'm making today is going to pay off five years from now. So, um, it, it's exciting. It's scary. It's all of those things. But man, if it wasn't for reselling, this just wouldn't be an option at all. Well, it'll be interesting too how you source out there. Because I, th- I, th- I, Mike and I were talking before the podcast how different our podcasts will be in the sense that Mike and I kind of source the same way, right? In San Diego, we do. We know how to do the local deals. We know how to do the garage sales, right? We know what thrift stores to go to if we ever go to thrift stores. Like we know that. Now you're going to be in a totally different place. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to make for more interesting content because I'm really interested in how you're going to be sourcing, what you're going to be finding. Cowboy boots and hats, y'all. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, maybe you'll end up a bin guy. Who who knows? Who knows? So, well, well, you know, I'm kind of saying we still got some time. We got like what, seven more episodes, seven, eight more episodes before uh, we make our shift to uh, to remote. But man, I'm, I've been really working with some stuff. It's going to be good. Our show quality, I think, is actually going to go up in some ways. It's so it's going to be sweet. <laughs> All right. Now, hey, before we get moving, you know, uh, tax time just came and went. Right. Now for me, I, you know, when they, we still got till October here in California, well, at least where I live. Uh, but, you know, I'm using my reseller genie to make sure that everything that I can deduct is possible. So my reseller genie, in case you don't know, it's a great tool. Uh, it'll definitely import everything from eBay. Uh, from last year and uh, you know you'll be able to figure out what your shipping was what your fees were uh you can use the inventory function so you can put how much you paid for stuff and then you can get a nice profit loss there's a lot of new tools that they're constantly building on there and so if you haven't signed up yet and you do not have a bookkeeping uh at, you know avenue to kind of get your numbers in order or maybe you're using something and you're like oh this is just not good I, I need something else check out my reseller genie uh go to our link below uh, and use our promo code pure hustle all caps and you'll get 15% off the first month uh, mike and i would not be sharing my reseller genie unless we truly believe that it's a great product it's one that i've been using for the last few months and and i haven't had to pay attention as much because it's kind of nice like godaddy remember godaddy where you can just put info and it just coasts on its own and my reseller will do some of that for you so if you haven't yet checked it out again use our code pure hustle 15% off the first month go to the link below yeah now, do you have any random stories? Yeah. So um, my wife and I actually went to Waco um, this last weekend uh, to get some stuff done on the house, kind of get things ready. You know, for it's our funny. Movie. If you said that in the 90s, it would have a totally different meaning. That's very true. Anyways, go ahead. Um, so we went to go check out our house, kind of get some stuff ready, do some cleaning. And I was really excited because I knew like there's bins not far from my house at all, like relatively close to my house. So I'm like, okay, I'm very busy. We're literally there for one day. We flew in. Friday night, 
got to our place like basically 1 a.m. Saturday morning. We were there all Saturday and flew out Sunday morning early. So it was like basically 24 hours there. So only like 12 hours of like work time to get stuff done. So I knew it was going to be tight schedule, but I was like, I've at least got to go in and check out the bins. So I had a little bit of a break. I'm like, all right, I'm going to run over to the bins. I drive over there. And as soon as I get there, I'm like, this place is under construction. Like I could see like fences kind of around it. I could see some like boards on the walls. And at first I'm like, oh, please don't be closed. Like, don't be like, don't be like they've shut down and now they're going to like demolish the building or something. And then I see like a big sign, like kind of by the building of whoever the contractors are. And they have like a coming soon, Goodwill outlet, whatever. And so they're, they're remodeling it. I was like, dang, well, I guess I don't get to see this. And then I'm pulling out of the driveway and I see right next door is actually like a, a regular Goodwill store. Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can just go in there and kind of maybe just see the prices. Like maybe the prices here are way cheaper than they are in California. They're not cheaper, uh, which is weird because there's a bins right next door. Like Isn't I would imagine weird? like, okay, yeah. now they, and you're in Texas. I'm in Texas. Now here's what they did have. They did have a tag sale. So it's like all pink tags are 50% okay, off. Yeah, we don't have that. We yet. don't have that at all. And a lot of the tags were pink. It wasn't just like a couple of things were pink. Yeah. It was like, at least 50% of the things in there were pink tags. So I'm like, all right, like this, that's at least helpful. Shoe prices, knickknacks, clothes were still relatively expensive. And I was kind of shocked because I was like, why would, why would, I mean, eventually that there's going to be an outlet open next door. And I've read reviews of the outlets and people are like such good prices. It seems like weird competition. Like if you've got a store where people can buy stuff dirt cheap and then you kind of have the same stuff in your store next door, but you're selling like, a jacket for $15. It's going to be a couple bucks in the bins. It's kind of a weird thing. So I don't know if their, their prices are just higher right now because they're doing construction and maybe the yeah. prices will come down because it seems like weird competition and that people just wouldn't go into that store at all. Um, but as I was leaving, I actually left and then I was like, I've got to go in and ask. So I walked back in. I'm like, do you, do you know when the bins are going to be like, like fixed, like ready to go? When's the construction going to be done? And they went and they asked their manager and the manager came out and said, you know, I think it's going to be a few months. Um, I haven't heard an exact update, but I think that's the estimate, which is kind of nice because it'll be a couple months until I'm there. So hopefully it's not too long before I get to yeah, go to the yeah. bins. Um, but the nice thing is um, I, I didn't get a chance to go to other thrift stores, but I found just kind of doing Google reviews that there are a lot of thrift stores in the area that it seems like are like more mom and pop shops that are relatively decent okay. size and decent price. So I, I still think that's going to be good. Um, but while I was in the Goodwill, guess what I heard an advertisement for? um, goodwill online oh we're gonna talk about that today yeah i figured we would but uh, it was kind of funny because like it's like do you want to shop goodwill but do it in your pajamas and i'm like is that any different than like what most people are doing right now anyways (laughs) it is goodwill is like walmart yeah right so um and then they're like well you can shop at home at goodwill online blah 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 whatever their name of their online thing is goodwill finds goodwill finds and so i was like oh gosh like they're even pushing people that are shopping in the store to go to their online thing so it's kind of interesting, but yeah. So those are my those are my random stories. What about you? I don't have anything big. I just I just had that the whole idea of that the worst buyers are resellers reinforced. Mm, yes. I, I just I, I I've had so many returns in the last like month. on eBay eBay buyers yeah that are resellers yeah, that are resellers because they know how the system works right. So they get something they don't like it they'll just return it right or you know I've even had some that are just. I don't understand, but like I have one that left me like a negative feedback and they never asked for a return. They never messaged me. They just left negative feedback. Maybe it's a way of uh, getting at their competition. Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, it's, it's, it's removed, but you know, I went to their store 
and they have a bunch of negative feedback for like stupid reasons and and it they never like they, they basically are talking trash to the the buyer that left them a negative feedback you know how you can leave comments yep and i'm just like i i just i i just think there's some resellers that get it and understand that you know you you don't you know you don't want to take advantage of, of another reseller and understand that you know it's probably good practice to you know be kind and so on and i also have you know i've always said this that there are some people that are resellers because they were just bad at life and they couldn't find a job <laughs> they just i know it sounds super judgmental but they are none of our listeners for sure <laughs> no none of them right they just they don't know they don't have people skills they don't know how to do anything but reselling doesn't take a lot of that but they're still terrible because they'll get negative feedback and try to try to make things instead of trying to make things right with the buyer. They'll just, you know, go off on the buyer like, hey, you know, you bought an eBay, and you know, things are used. So you can't complain about the fact that something was broken. And it's like, why would you put that on there? Like, everyone's going to see that. No one's going to buy from you now. So anyways, it just reinforced it because, again, New sellers, if you're a new seller, you might have the question like, oh, somebody wanted to buy this $100 item and they have zero feedback and I'm kind of scared. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'll take a zero feedback buyer any day than somebody that has thousands of feedback. Yeah, I, I just will. Yeah, that's the number. Because even if they're not resellers, even if they're just professional buyers on eBay, if they've just, they're buying thousands of items on eBay consistently, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be the nitpickers. They're going to be the ones that have just way too many opinions on everything. Um, I even had that. I had a, a, a person ask a question about an item and it was like, this is the most, I put it in our discord, like a super bizarre questions. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm not selling to this person. Tons of red flags. And yeah, look at their, their thing. And, and it didn't seem like they're resellers. They don't have selling feedback, but they have like, yeah, over a thousand as the buyer. And mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, you've got nothing to do but sit at home and buy things online and you're going to find problems. So judgmental. Yeah, well. <laughs> but but it's, it's true. I have this guy that has been messaging me probably once a week and he wants me to measure the soles of a certain pair of shoes at its widest and something else. The shoes are only selling for $17. I'm not going to go out there and go into the toe, take it out and measure it and send you a picture and then you not buy. It's not worth my time. Just not worth my time. Right. And so anyways, if you're new, if it's a zero feedback seller, he might be better off going down that road. So just leaving it there. Hey, before we move on, I do want to say, oh, what happened? I had something. Here. Oh, here it goes. You got something to share. Let's yeah. see it. I wanted to say thank you to American Bubble Boy yeah. for their coffee. Uh, this free gift uh, from Joel. Just say thank you to the podcast. But if you haven't checked out their coffee, definitely check out their coffee. They have a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, if if you're you know if you're a new uh, reseller and you have not found this you know a great place to buy bowl wrap, American Bubble Boy is a place to go to. Uh, just go through our link below because that helps us out, gives us affiliate link, and it gets us you know a little bit of kickback here. If you're new and you're buying for the first time. Uh, and there's no promo code. There's no, you know, discount because their prices are, are pretty good. There's not really many companies out there that can compete with American Bubble Boy. And plus the fact that they have free next day shipping. If you're nearby, free two day shipping. Uh, you can even do local pickup and they have a ton of other items. So uh, check out American Bubble Boy. Yeah, we have a link below, right? That they can use. We so do. We have yeah. a link below and you can get some coffee. This is a Utica coffee. Mm. Uh, you should try some of this. And yeah, I'll some take feedback. it. I'll take it and give the feedback. I'll All let right. you know how All good right. it is. I'm not a I'm not a coffee. I'm a diet Mountain Dew drinker, but Mike's a coffee guy. So, uh, thanks, Joel. All right, now 
Uh, also, you know, as we were making this transition in the, and making this move, right? All of you that have been supporting us on Patreon, it's really been helpful to us uh, because, you know, we've had to take some time away. Well, Mike's had to take a lot of time away uh, from reselling, you know, to put the podcast together, to edit and so on. And I have to take time away, you know, from my kids and everything. And so when you support our, our podcast uh, financially, it de- definitely helps us to be able to step away. Uh, spend the time to make good quality content. You know, our, our podcast is pretty organized because we take the time to research. Uh, and, you know, we are organic, but, you know, I, I, I spend a good amount of time trying to ma- make sure that I find topics and Mike finds topics that are, are relatable uh, that will definitely help others. So if you haven't yet and you want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash podcast or go to the link below uh, for five fifty five a month. You get to help us out. And as part of that, you get to uh, join us in the discord. And it's a great place with all kinds of different resellers from full time to part time, from Amazon to eBay, uh, from, you know, those uh, cook group kind of sellers we do have some people that are dropping some retail bolos in there somewhere which yeah. i'm kind of shocked that talked about but i i am thankful for it uh and a lot of experienced resellers there that have been great in helping people you know figure out how to price items how to ship items and how to deal with customers so definitely check us out and if you're looking for us on social media we are pierce podcast on all social media except for twitter on twitter we are pierce cast i brought back our blue check mark yeah because there may be a day the podcast is on Twitter. Well, then we should get the blue check mark. Then that's why we'll get it. Then no, you're saying no. I just think there's going to be a lot more available for us. Yeah, at some point, I don't let us to- know in the comments. Should we? I like. I'm not going to go Meta. I don't want to give any money to Meta for a blue check mark. But Twitter, you know, they're they're expanding. They're growing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it benefits us now. Bad bad business choice. Come on, Rolando. Hey, it's only it's only eleven bucks. Okay, I'd rather I'd rather get Chat GPT four or GPT four for the podcast than that. Then we could do some weird Chat GPT stuff for the uh, podcast. <laughs> there you go. All right. If you haven't given us a call yet, I want to leave us a hustle a week or a bolo. We haven't had the, somebody should call and go bolo bolo and then give us their bolo. Okay, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. You can always shoot us an email, podcast at gmail.com. And as always, if you're listening to a podcast and you never checked us out on YouTube, jump on over to YouTube. You may be missing on some episodes we drop, especially the Monday minisodes. Uh, just subscribe, hit that like button. We're, I want to get, my goal is to be at 10K by the end of the year. It's going to open a lot of doors for us. Uh, and we are, you know, we are taking a lot longer to grow on YouTube. It's because so many people listen to the podcast. If we could just get everyone that listens to us on the podcast and just come on over and subscribe on YouTube, we'd be at 10K like instantly. Just hit the just hit the subscribe button, the bell notification. That'll be good to go. I mean, I think we'd be a lot higher. We I don't know how high we'd be, but we'd be doing pretty well on YouTube. Yeah, help us out. Help us, us out. So, all right. And as always, iTunes reviews help us out. So if you have a chance, jump on over. I think we're at 700. Next episode, we'll take a look at some of the reviews. That's right. All right. Are you ready to talk about some uh, important things here? Yeah. The battle between live reselling continues to increase with eBay Live and whatnot. Father Joe's Village goes online, Goodwill Finds expands, and the post office is operating at a loss. All of this and more on Reselling News. Orlando? None of that really sounds Take it away. <laughs> so I, I wanted to touch on this. It's not anything that's, you know, on the news or whatever as far as eBay topics or reselling topics, but I did a I didn't do like a deep dive, but I did some research because I'm wondering where, where is eBay? What is eBay doing with this live stream stuff? I, I'm so lost. I think uh, the CEO of eBay had announced sometime, was it September? 
like actually said, we're doing this and we're now approaching May mm. and there is no live stream, at least not for everyday sellers, at least not for uh, sellers that don't sell, you know, baseball cards or, or have a huge social, even, even, even social media following really hasn't played a part in this. So this is what, this is what I want to say, because a lot of people in the discord, we had a discussion about where's everybody landing on whatnot. Right. Do we find that when that was like a passing, you know, thing that maybe it reached its pinnacle and now it's kind of like everybody else. And I truly believe <laughs> that eBay lost <laughs> like the, the the train was moving. eBay had the ability to compete with another train on another track and that train is, it needs fuel still it it but they probably don't even have a conductor on it now but here's my thoughts i think people that got on the whatnot train were smart i i think they 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 played their cards right if you were doing one night two years two years ago that was a great time because at that time they had the whole cheaper shipping like every item that you sold on top of the original item was like a dollar shipping and, and a lot of people cashed in and made really good money the only problem was at that time was there weren't as many people on whatnot, right? There's, you know, feels fairly new, especially on the uh, whole buying new, uh, selling used clothing. Like that was fairly new. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at whatnot and I'm looking at eBay and whatnot. If you go to whatnot, like you can always find an auction 24 hours a day. I mean, last night it was one in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I wonder what's going on. Whatnot. There's an auction, mm. right? If I'm trying to find, vintage toys, you know, cards, thrifting stuff. There, there's an auction. Now it doesn't mean all the time there's an auction for a special niche that you're looking for, but there's always something eBay. It's like, here's a couple of live streams coming this week. Right. And usually it's, it's like some, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a shoe seller or it's a luxury bag seller. It's somebody doing baseball cards. And sometimes they're not even like big, big like celebrities. They're just, you know, just resellers like you and I. But it's very small. It's like very limited. And so I think about what Whatnot did. Whatnot did a phenomenal job of campaigning with celebrities, doing collaborations with different celebrities. Uh, you know, you couldn't be on social media without a Whatnot ad popping up. Right. I remember there was a time on TikTok, like every, every, every time, like I was swiping through stuff, whatnot, 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 whatnot. And uh, this is what I'll say. I think whatnot has found its place. I think its place is for people, number one, that uh, have developed a following on social media. I think they could pull those people over. I think uh, with, with eBay, it's, I think it's difficult in the sense that right now they've given priority to just certain people. And it's not that much different than whatnot. Like I thought it was going to be a big deal that you can just pull up your eBay listing and people could look at your listing. It's not much different than on whatnot. You just showing the, the, uh, the item that you have. Yeah. yeah. It, what I kind of feel like with that, now it, it's, it's hard to say what's going to end up happening. I'm, I'm not as impressed with whatnot as I originally I kind of had some excitement for it. Um, Whatnot, like you said, did a great job of advertising. Maybe they did a good job of getting into the younger crowd. I've always had that as a critique against eBay is that uh, just their market, I think, is tends to run a little older. Um, mm -hmm. But we've also talked about the fact that eBay has brand recognition. 
So it could be, and I know a lot of companies are like this, like there are certain companies that are always going to be the innovators. They're going to come out with the newest things. They're going to do that. They're going to take risks. And then there are companies that are a little bit bigger, more conservative with how they're going to treat change. And that's not always a bad thing. In fact, what could happen with something like that is eBay could have kind of just been biding their time, figuring out what's works with what not, what doesn't work, roll it out slowly, and then do it better. Maybe, right? Like time is going to tell what's going to end up happening with that. But I think about like that with with certain things, like certain things are going to come in, like, okay, you get something like Uber and Lyft and it just totally disrupts the taxi market. And it's, you know, and taxis didn't figure out how to, how to compete with that. But then there's other things that happen where some company comes up with an idea and then a bigger company, like, I don't know, Apple or Google sees this thing that's happening somewhere else. Like, Oh, look at what this other company is doing. We actually have more money, more brand recognition. If we can figure out how to kind of do the same thing with our spin on it and actually be more successful and end up dominating that market. So it's, it's possible that in the future, if eBay kind of continues down this route, they may end up replacing whatnot completely, or it could be that, that whatnot was just enough of a disruptor. eBay doesn't do anything enough different. And because whatnot kind of targets and has targeted the younger crowd a little bit better, I think with their advertisement than eBay does, it might just not be able to compete. Cause I don't feel like eBay advertises on social the same way that something like whatnot does. No, right. And, so and they don't. And, and the thing is that whatnot was very organic, right? Like there was a vetting process. Like you had to get approved. You had to go on a conference call, but it was, it was, it was doable. Like, and a lot of people in the beginning were kind of upset that they couldn't get on whatnot, but now it's, like eBay, like what, what, what's it take? You know, I, 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 you would think like big time resellers like eBay princess, right? Huge following on social media. Uh, you know, she speaks at eBay, but she hasn't done any kind of a live stream on eBay unless I missed it. Rally roots. Haven't seen them. Hmm. Right. Uh, you know, all, all, all the, you know, Craigslist hunter, even Craigslist hunter was talking about, uh, eBay live stream. I think it was like two months ago. I brought it up. He made it, he dropped the video about how he's excited about this, but I haven't seen it. Right. And, and it's not against Pete. It just, Pete, Pete was invited to do it and I'm still waiting for it to happen. Right. Where I look and they show all these past, uh, auctions and they only have maybe, maybe 50, right. Where one not runs 50 a day. Easy. Okay, so here's my suggestion to you. If if you're looking for a place to do auctions, I, I would right now, I would just go all in on whatnot. Get that experience, right? Because I do believe there's going to be a place for live stream. I personally, myself right now, just because of time, like I, I, I'm not... I'm not into, you know, spending a few hours doing auctions and selling stuff at a lower price. But if you're finding stuff at the bins or you have stuff at really low cost and you're able to move inventory, the beauty of whatnot is that after you get a thousand sales, you instantly get paid. Mm. Right. Where eBay right now, if I'm selling stuff on eBay, I have to wait two days to get cash out. Right. And I've even, I've even tried, I signed up for their, you know, get paid in 15 minutes. It didn't go anywhere. I don't even know what happened with that. I sent in my statements, sent in everything. And so I don't know. I'm looking at this and and I know I was really down on whatnot in the beginning. Like I, I didn't think that it wasn't going to be able to do much. But now I'm looking at I've looked at whatnot and I'm comparing it with eBay Live and I'm like, they're 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 worlds apart. Yeah. They're worlds apart. And I and I encourage, I do encourage, you know, whoever is from eBay that if you're listening to the podcast, like it hey, gotta open this up to uh, you gotta open it up to other resellers. I'm not sure what's holding it up. But the longer this goes on, people are going to find themselves really comfortable and whatnot. And it's really going to be hard to pull people from whatnot. Like, I don't see the big resellers that I'm seeing on social media that are doing whatnot shifting over to eBay. 
right? Unless there's some kind of tangible benefit that's going to benefit them. So yeah, I I'm, I'm good. I'm good with whatnot. Um, you know, I, I do plan on doing some whatnot auctions here probably in about a month or so getting back into it. Uh, it, cause it's really streamlined too, right? There, there's, there's no guessing to it. it. It's really easy to pick up. They have the resource, they have the tools. But anyways, I just, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that for two, two minutes. That's yeah, good. So, and again, I love eBay. I have my eBay shirt on. Okay. It's not that I don't like eBay. I just, I think on this one, we'll some, see. something needs to change. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, some good news. No, I'm just saying the good news. So this, this is from Forbes magazine. Goodwill finds the online thrift store expands to meet strong demand for resale. So let me, let me read a little bit here and I want to hear your thoughts. Goodwill finds an online platform for Goodwill stores launched five months ago and quickly saw that there was strong demand for its thrift shop offerings. Now the e-commerce site is adding new Goodwill partners across the country. Goodwill finds uh, gives, you know, the ability to sell stuff online. And it, the way they do it is, is geographically it started, I believe in Florida and other parts. And now other parts of the country are joining. So, they're doubling their staff from 20 to 50. Okay. So I think that's one of the reasons that Goodwill is going to really be able to make a dent in this space is because there's not a lot of overhead for them going online because they already have all these people on ground processing inventory mm. already. Okay. And I wonder if the, the person that I had a, <laughs> a great relationship relationship with at the search shall be named years ago is going to be heading some of this stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Anyways, yep. from years ago, um, it, they said, okay, this is from, I'm trying to see who this is from. Uh, they're able to capture higher margins on the donated items. They're able to grow much faster. They're able to participate in this circularity, which means hiring more people to staff their e-commerce operations. Okay, the uh, nonprofit Goodwill Industries has 155 individual members who serve specific regions. Many of those members have long been offering select items for sale on eBay or other platforms. Goodwill Finds, however, has the advantage of being able to tell the Goodwill story, provide members with analytics to help drive sales. So to me, it seems that it's just going to get bigger and it's going to get bigger. Like, I, I don't. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they're not going to be able to figure out prices or, you know, they're not, they can't even get their own stores. Right. I, I don't think that's the case here. Mm. I think they're going to figure it out. I was, look, I was on, on uh, Instagram the other day and an ad came up for uh, goodwill positions, mm. like remote position. Then I'm like, I wonder how many resellers are going to tap in to join. That's interesting. Maybe, uh. Maybe we should look into that and do some, uh, some, some, uh, oh, man. behind the, Ooh, some like, it's like double agent stuff. Yeah. Do some, do some, get, get the, get the real scoop. Yeah. I think that might be a conflict of interest, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we make a documentary. Goodwill finds the truth about Goodwill. So I, I, I do think this is something to pay attention to. I, I've been saying this for a long time. I don't know if there's the store to source anymore, even though maybe the bins will be successful. Right. So right now, ride that train. If if you have a goodwill bins in your area and you're doing really well, keep going, keep going. Cause there may be a time that if they sell too much, if they sell not too much, if they'll sell so much online, then they may go, you know what? Why are we even doing the bins anymore? Why don't we just shift all of this to online? Or maybe they'll sell, you know, they've been trying to do the reseller boxes. Remember those? Yep. Those blue boxes they're trying to do. But maybe now they'll find a way to do this. Now. To piggyback on top of that, so in San Diego, we have Father Joe's online, uh, Father Joe's thrift stores. Now they're going online too. 
and and Father Joe's, you know, they're very they're very big on on helping communities, helping the homeless, helping you know people that are struggling, and they're now going to virtual thrift stores. So, I think this means two things. Number one is I think if you're going to want to source thrift stores, you may have to go online now more. Right, and a lot of people have already been doing it. I I'm not a big fan of it because I think the shipping gets kind of crazy when you source uh, Goodwill or or Salvation Army and so on, but. I don't think this is going to be detrimental to the reselling community, but it just may have to lead to a lot of people shifting the the way to the source. So anyways, any other thoughts on all this? Yeah. I mean, it seems interesting. I'm, I don't have uh, a lot of faith that Goodwill finds and like a, uh, a father Joe's online is going to be a super successful thing. Like we've talked about that. I mean, they do have a platform in the sense of a lot of people go there. So they're advertising. Like I even mentioned they they're, they were running an ad in their store so it might have some success there, but I just feel like most people, they're going to, they want to go into a thrift store and if they're going to buy stuff online, they're probably going to eBay. There's already Goodwill selling stuff on eBay. So I just, I don't know. I could be wrong. I just don't think that like people are going to be like, Oh, where do you buy your stuff from? Oh, I usually go to goodwillfinds.com. You know, I go to, <laughs> it would be interesting if that happened though. So we'll see. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be as big of a competitor, but I do think what it does do is it pulls a lot of the good items from the stores. So just, I don't know. Maybe they try it for a few years and it costs them more, or maybe it's super successful for them and it does cut into our our, our profits long term. Um, but only time will tell. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, agree, agreed. Now, this other thing, you can watch a bunch of YouTube videos on it. I don't want to get into the details and I don't think all the details have been released, but the post office is raising rates again. And the post office will probably run at a deficit again. Uh, and they've always been running at a deficit. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But this is what I want to encourage people. Make sure you're paying attention to what you're doing for shipping and what you're doing for sourcing. So I truly believe the days of, you know, being able to sell $5 to $10 items are going to be gone. Cause I think it's going to cost more to ship that item than it is to sell that item. So you think about, you have something that's first class right now. And if it hits that 16 ounces or 15, 16 ounces, shipping on that is about six something, like $7, okay? And that's before the rate hike of the summer coming, okay? And you're selling an item for $7, okay? You could do free shipping, but you're, gonna be at a, you're not going to make any money. You could charge shipping, but a lot of people are going to say, you know, why am I going to buy something for $7 and then pay $7 for shipping? It just doesn't make sense. So I encourage people to be wise about their, their sourcing. Make sure that there's plenty of money to be made uh, off the item. So if you want to do free shipping and you want to charge up, that you can charge up in a way that it's not going to cost you. But at the same time, make sure you're not working at a warehouse. Because you can get into a place where you have a bunch of cheap items that you're selling and you're now having to charge shipping and you may be losing money on shipping and you're spending all this time shipping all this stuff out. But you're better off working, you know, like you said, you're better off earlier, like getting a job somewhere else and making, you know, I don't know what minimum wage is in Texas, but here in California, I believe minimum wage, I think we're at like $15 an hour. Yeah. Now. In San Diego, it's like 16 something. Yeah. Yeah. You might be better off doing that than trying to source these items. Yeah. So true. Anyways, that, that's all we got for reasonable topics today. Just some things to think about. But we do have, as Mike would say, some spicy bolos. Yeah. Bolo, 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 bolo. What's your bolo? Yeah. All right. So my bolo, uh, 
is a generic one. I mention these pretty much every year, but I think it's just a good thing to be thinking about without giving a specific, like this is the item to go pick up at this store at, at a garage sale, but is think of the holidays and the seasons coming up and we got mother's day coming up. Mm-hmm. And this is one that I've always do really well with certain items. If I like put it in there on eBay and just put as like mother's day, right? Like I've sold like a, what are they called? The like a plaster of Paris type, like handprint things. Oh really? Like where like just, kids do like a handprint and yeah, it's like, yeah. and, and you, you sell those as like a mother's day gift. And, and those tend to actually do a little bit better, but think of things like what sells well during mother's day, what sells well during father's day, what sells well during Easter, what sells. And, and don't forget the holidays uh, because after it passes, you're like, Oh dang, like, I could have been picking these things up. And even when you're outsourcing, maybe it's December. But if you see something like this might do well on Mother's Day. Yeah, last year I did really well on Top Gun stuff for Father's Day. Exactly. Yeah. So don't don't forget what could sell well there. And don't even be afraid to throw in the title. I would take it out afterwards. But, you know, as you get close to that, throw it in there. Because sometimes people are like uh, Mother's Day gifts, right? Like, and, And Mother's Day is one of those ones where people are, you know, thinking they don't know what to get. And so they might type those things in. So maybe certain jewelry, certain things like that, perfumes you can't really do on eBay. Uh, but if they're new, you know what I mean? So there's, there's different things that you can do. Just, uh, be, be, be thoughtful of what might do well around mother's day. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my bolo. What about you? What's your bolo? And so things are heating up now as far as, you know, weather is changing and, and we're getting closer to summer. It's getting hot outside. It's something like that. <laughs> and I do really well with men's sandals. And and the reason being is usually by the time that people are like, oh, I need to get a pair of sandals, like it's not in season at the stores anymore. So where do they go? Well, they go to eBay or they go to Amazon. And I, I you know, some brands that I do really well in are Olokai. Olokai still great brand. Uh, obviously, not all Olokai are alike, but if you can find them for retail arbitrage or you can find them at the thrift at a good price, you you will do well with Olokai. Uh, Crocs, they're still very popular. Uh, and it's interesting. I thought like they weren't, but like, especially among Gen Z, mm. like they love their Crocs. And so, uh, keep an eye out for Crocs and then like Bergano sandals. I mean, I could throw a bunch of them like fisherman sandals. Um, you know, I, I call them the old man sandals, but I wear these myself. The one was the strap in the back, right? It was, it was old man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My students used to make fun of me when I wore those. Because I hate flip flops. Like I hate having to exert like energy to keep them on, you know? So anyways, keep an eye out for quality men's sandals. I just threw out some brands. I think those are good brands. There may be other good brands. I don't know. Let us know in the comments if you know of any other good men's brand sandals. And, and, that and Crocs, Crocs are really getting popular with the younger crowd again. So you never know. Yeah, they, they really they really are. And again, collaboration ones do really well when it comes to Crocs. So yep. keep an eye for those. All right. Hey, before we move on, we just talked about whatnot. And we still have our awesome deal that you can get $15 credit by signing up via our link below. And, uh, you know, it doesn't mean you have to buy from our store. Just recently, people bought some toys, people bought some cards, uh, and they use that $15 credit maybe for themselves, maybe to source, to resell. But either way, if you haven't jumped on whatnot yet, go to our link below, sign up, and what you'll be able to do is get that $15 credit, and you're even going to be able to find some good stuff on whatnot. Yeah. All right, Mike, you got a lot going on. So this is a loaded question. What are you looking forward to? Um, so I've had, my son was in the hospital. We had buying a house. We had all the things over this last few, you know, months. So garage sales, and, and it really wasn't super garage sale season. We're kind of just getting really into it. Uh, but I have missed quite a few of the weekends. And so 
even though I'm kind of coming towards the end of my time here in San Diego. So uh, sad. I know. I'm 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 looking forward to getting out a few more times. I think I, if I were to not go to a few more garage sale season, like weekends before I leave, I think I would be like it would be a regret I'd have for the rest of my life. So yeah. I'm looking forward to doing a few more, even if I don't buy anything, just for the like nostalgia of what it's like to get up in the morning in San Diego to know the neighborhoods. To go to some garage sales, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna cry just thinking about it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna hit up some garage sales, and uh, I'm I've shifted my my buying to just things that I know are gonna be very very profitable and easy to move. So I have a higher criteria now than I used to have. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. What about you? It, you know, it, I know it's gonna sound same old same old, but this last Saturday was so good. I just I hope. That this is the beginning of garage sale season because usually by now we're like in the middle of it, but maybe people have started later because of all the rain that we had in San Diego. And I'm really looking forward to deals. I'm telling you, garage sale deals are just crazy. Like I spent two hundred dollars that day on stuff. If let's say I went to a thrift store, it would have probably cost me a thousand dollars for all yeah. that stuff, right? And every dollar that you save is the dollar that goes towards profit. Right. Or allows you to buy more. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to selling a lot of my inventory. I, there's a lot of stuff that has been selling because I've been doing that end item and then sell similar. Like for example, I recently sold, um, some cologne, some, it's crazy that I sold this cologne and you know, I've had this cologne for five years. Okay. Five years. That's a long time to hold on to something. Now I paid, I think like $5 for it. Right. And I had to list it for $300 because that was the comps when I had it. And, you know, somebody offered me a hundred bucks and I took the hundred bucks and it was, you know, I was kind of shocked. I got a message from the buyer and they said, thank you for accepting my offer. This is a true dream for a perfume collector. Cheers. And I kind of wanted to send back, like, you could have had this five years ago. You could have had it four years ago. If truly was a dream, I'm sure somebody else would have bought it. But instead, I just said, I'm so glad it's going to a good home. Thanks for letting me know. Uh, thank, thank you for letting me know. I appreciate your business. And I'm just glad to see it go. $100. You know, yeah, I spent whatever the five something. I thought I could sell it for 300 but I'm just glad to let it go. I've had so much older inventory just moving with that end item so similar with the sales. And I, I just... I'm at a place where I'd be happy if I had only 2000 items in my store and I was selling 2000 items every 90 days. Like that would be beautiful. So I'm hoping to get there. I'm looking forward to getting there. I still get the crazy low ball. I get stupid people that will offer me $5 on a hat or free shipping. I'm not selling that. Like, why would I do that? But uh, yeah, will I sell something that I paid five bucks for, for a hundred instead of 200 all day long? all day long so hey hope everyone is doing well hopefully you know this update episode i uh, got you thinking about ways to change your business ways to improve or just you are are you not entertained that's right so with that being said make sure to be real be relevant and be reselling late peace <laughs>